Have you guys actually heard about the new show? Have you heard about this? It's called Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, I heard it's unreal. It's an eight-episode limited series only on Hulu. Starring and executive produced by Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon and Golden Globe nominee Kerry Washington. Oh, I actually did see this on Good Morning America because they were promoting it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I love both of them together. Um, that's exciting. And now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th, and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's Women's History Month, and there's no better way to celebrate than by hearing from amazing women who are making history and changing the world for the better. Learn from leaders like Tori Birch, Madeline Albright, Ariana Huffington, Katie Couric, Valerie Jarrett, and more. Listen to Seneca Women Conversations on Power and Purpose on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Wind Down with Jana Kramer and Michael Cosson, an iHeartRadio podcast. We got to fix that intro a little bit. <laughs> Does anyone else notice that it just like, that little, it, it's really like that offbeat? It's yeah. it, as, an, as, an, as a it's former. Throwing or, my name in there just ruined everything. Let's go back to the original. I made that intro and I did it sloppily and I'm very sorry and I'll fix it for the next show. Okay, I'm thanks. really sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just was like, you know, as, as a musician, I was like, ooh, he. <laughs> So this is a little, you know, I, you know what? I would say that I expect better from you, Easton. I, I expect better from me too. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself. We, I think we all kind of just went. <laughs> Do you have the original? Yeah, I have the original. Bring that in there and then we can just start, you know, start fresh and just cleanse our palate. All right. Hang on. Oh, that's okay. Ready? One second. It just takes a while. Uh, oh, well, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. all those buttons been up never over there. Mind. Forget it. It never happens to me, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot on my mind. Yeah, yeah. Work's been really rough. Uh, <laughs> it's fine, Easton. We'll start the show. Okay. Um, Hi, guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. So. Okay. <laughs> you remember that game we played where it's like, hey, is there anything that I've done that's bothered you? Oh, no. I thought we've been really good. No, we have been really good. But you want to play the game? <laughs> Just so we've been moving into the house and all that stuff, right? Okay. And getting everything. Wait, in. so we're playing it because you have something. You- yeah. Oh, Easton! Come on, Jenna Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hi, Vegas. Uh, it feels like home. It's like a warm blanket. <laughs> Let's get to the game. <laughs> so it, it's, not it's not necessarily a game. It's you know. No, I've, it's this is where we say something that I that I'm I that have, I'm doing wrong, not, and I say something that you're doing it's wrong not that, that bothers me. It's not that you're doing wrong. It's okay. I have felt some resistance. Now we've had a Ooh. we had a heart to heart recently on it, but I felt some resistance on you know things at the house that you say you, or you believe are for me, like gr- the garage cabinets and stuff like that. And being like, well, make sure it's not over this amount. And do we have to really do that right away? But then other things like getting new bedroom furniture that we necessarily didn't have to get. I agreed with that we we ended up getting it, but we didn't necessarily have to get. Or just other things around the house like that where I'm like, you know, just other things that we're getting. I'm like, did we have to get that? But okay, yeah, I'm on board. Sure, it'll look great. But then when it came to the cabinets, it took me having like a sit down kind of heart to heart with you about getting them. Because originally when I was talking about them, you're like, yeah, that sounds good, but just not right now. Like, let's get them later down the road. But my whole thing is 
that's not just for me. Yes, the garage is kind of will be kind of my domain in a sense, but it's about organization. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, making it look good and having it effective and productive in there and everything. So it's not just, oh, I want to get cabinets because I want cabinets. Okay, Easton. <laughs> was that my Easton impression? Yeah. But it was just, you know, it's just something that it's for the house too. And mm-hmm. so. And I, get, and I, I said yes. Yeah. But still with, but it's not going to be over this amount, right? Mm-hmm. So it still feels handcuffed a little bit where, you know, okay, if it's anything else for the house, it's fine. But because it's for the garage, we have to be really nitpicky and, and really cut. So um, I'm sorry. I feel that way. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. Are we allowed to rebuke? Because last time we did the game real wrong and we were all super defensive. So, so I, don't, I, guess, I don't want to be defensive. I guess that just, no, no, I won't get defensive. No, I'm I think so I I'm not I don't want to be defensive back, is what I'm saying. No, we can play the game like back and forth, but it's just I think that's what's I've felt I haven't brought it up, but I've I've just kind of held on to. Well, when you first mentioned it, it was something where I didn't think we needed it in that moment, which is why I was just like, Yeah, we'll do it later. But then when we were in bed talking about it and you said, Hey, you know, I really want the the garage storage because this way like I can organize it and and I was like and I was sincerely like yeah babe of course absolutely like I was just and then I asked how much is it you know because I do know you and you're fine right but fine I, silky taste let me just say you said let's just not go over 1500 I said under two you know if you didn't play those iPad games oh, a while geez. back you could have had the greatest <laughs> oh, she's in right <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but no, but I did say like, of course I understand. It's just one of those things where it's like, all right, because you can, it can be, su- those cabinet things can be super expensive. So I, we just have to be careful is all and have a conversation around it. Because if there was, you know, a new s- set, like I would have loved a new bedroom, bedroom um, thing, but we ended up using something else to save money on that. So I think it's just about having the conversation. Like I would just would want you to come to me if it was like crazy expensive. And talk about it. Yeah, it's not crazy expensive. It just my my just feelings that came up when we were having the discussions around it mm-hmm. was I can see that I made up there. Oh, because it's something I'm asking for. It has to be handcuffed, or there has to be these mm-hmm. other things around it. Yeah, I but can when see it's that something, sure. I didn't know that it was really like a necessity, but it's a necessity for you, and that's where I can sit back and but be that's like, the, oh, it's yeah. not. But that's but that's my whole point. It's not just a necessity for me. Hey, my tools in there. <laughs> it's a necessity for the house. Do you no, want to walk in the garage and see just boxes of no, tools or no, something? No, but there's other ways to do it. So in my mind, like my grandpa made the dopest like garage shelves ever for our, our house growing up. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, my grandpa makes those. So I'm like to spend that amount of money. That's where in my mind, I'm like, oh, we'll just like make shelves because you can buy those little things where you hang the tools yeah, on. You and- can also buy a super expensive playground in the back. But guess what? Daddy built it. For almost the exact same price, because <laughs> the labor and all the tools that you had, because labor, what labor's free? No, because of all the because of all the the tools you had to buy. It was honestly the ex- almost the exact same price. Of, we should have mm. just bought a treehouse. Yeah, but guess what? You teach a uh, it was lead him, uh, what is it? You give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach a man to fish, he eats the rest of his life. Okay. 
But no, but no, I'm like, I'm super on board. I think I just came from like the old school, like, you know, grandpa and the dad make the, I mean, cause same with my brother, like you should see, like he did the coolest garage too, where he built it all and went to Home Depot and put all the shelves up and put the, the whatever racking wire thing up and it looks so good. And okay. Which would be cool. It'd be great. <laughs> you want to hear my, my thought when you say that? Yeah. Say I decide to make the garage shelves and cabinets, which okay. would be fun. It would be a fun project. Yeah. And I'm out there working my ass off during the day. Okay. And we have another project that we're working on right now. Okay. And I'm out in the garage. You said, really? This is your priority right now? Not the other thing that we have to be working on? <laughs> well, maybe inside? we just have to make sure it's like, you know, we schedule out our day. Okay. <laughs> if it's important to you and you really want it, that's how I told you. It's, you know. I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm trying to say, like, I understand where you're coming from. But just like you, I'm like, do you? I do. I want to understand your logic. (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand mine? Oh, my God. Do I have to, like, I am saying I totally understand it. I totally get it. I'm telling you, I do. That is for the family. Yeah, 100% that it's for organization. It's going to look really nice. I totally get it. Okay. Cool. Just keep it under five grand. (laughs) Oh, it's under that. It's under that. <sighs> yeah, do you have anything that's come up for you with the house and things and everything that we're doing? Well, since you started the game. <laughs> Please. Uh, I was going to say sometimes, I was going to say the fact that you only prioritize like your things and not helping. Like it's just already known that I take care of everything else and but dad just has his like game room and garage where it's like so I just have to take care of the rest of the house no but I'm still in there with like all the kids stuff so I just feel my fear I'll just say this my fear is how long that box is going to be sitting on your side table until you unbox it and every every time I walk past it those are my things yeah I thought you were just talking about but it's in our room you know, mm. it's our space. And it's like, I've already unboxed everything else. And I'm trying to unbox the house. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, so what's your fear? You're just, you're only focused on like your, like y- your important spaces, like the garage or the bar room. And you haven't maybe acknowledged the fact that I did the majority of the other rooms. Just saying. Okay. I hear you, <laughs> and I understand how you could feel that way. Uh-huh. May I? <laughs> like, re- do you know where Jace's clothes are? Do you yes. know where? Oh, yes. you do. Okay. Do you, may I rebuttal? Uh, sure. <laughs> Just knowing you the way that I do, uh-huh. and living with you every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like when I was boxing the house up in 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 L.A., and I boxed up the guest bathroom. And you come in and you say, and I'm like, I'm like a kid, right? Like, hey, mom, look, like I did this. Because I know it was bothering you that I hadn't boxed up anything other than my own stuff. And you come in, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, I wasn't going to do, I was going to put them in this and then box my, and do my that. My method so. was that I was going to okay, organize but, but, but all the lotions like, in one bag, all the shampoos in one bag. Because I just didn't, that way when we unbox it, everything is already organized. Right. So, 
I try to do something, and she still, she has to say grit her teeth as she says, "Thanks, honey. I really appreciate you doing that." <laughs> so, in the new house, unboxing things, right? I in understand general areas that. for the kids. Can if you- I were to do it, and you walk in, you're like, "Well, I just." I was going to do it this way, but thanks. And then I'd turn around next thing you know, you'd just do it your way anyway. Right. If you could just, if you could just kindly move the box that's sitting in our room, though, that would be nice. Thank you. I can do that. <laughs> Mark, do you have anything? Mark, anything that's bothering? Mike, Mike, knows, Mike knows I got his back on this one because we do get shamed for not doing enough around the house. And yeah. then we do something and then we, then you're annoyed that we did it not the way you would have liked us to have done it. It's situational right. awareness, though. You should see how we're folding the towels. You should see oh. how we're putting away the clothes. You should oh, see how geez. we put away, here's the ones, so, these okay. are shirts, uh, here's the long sleeve, here's the pants. Situational awareness, Mike, your favorite word? So when you're Learn doing it. those things, are we just sitting there next to you? Usually? No. no you're, exactly. You're, you're, so you're fixing we... up your golf clubs or you're in your tool shed. Yeah. Those things are an investment and expensive. They need to be taken care of. <laughs> Just like your family is and your kids. Yes. I give them time too. Uh, no, I mean, I, I hear and other, other wives and husbands, I'm sure, are laughing to this because that is that is true. But at the same time, you just be more aware or just say thank you more often. So I was, I was just going to ask you, in all seriousness. I think it's more the thank you. Is it more about the acknowledgement? Yes. And, and the gratitude. It, yeah, it's that because I mean, when like, you got when he came back from uh, back to California from driving his truck, I boxed up the entire LA house. I mean, the entire thing, and he goes straight to just boxing his closet, and I just was like, I was we started kind of getting a little tiff because I just wanted the acknowledgement that mm-hmm. I did all that, and he had did, said it like over the phone, but I wanted like more of a hey, thank you so much for doing the entire house while I was gone. But in his mind, he's like, well, I just drove cross country. So that's what I did. And of course, then you needed to do that. So I think like he didn't, he saw what he was doing and he saw what I needed to do. No, but I didn't have to box. I just saw thing. us both. I really didn't. Part. We could have done it the next week, but I knew how crazy stressed we were with like getting all of our meetings together. So, but I think some, I think we just need the acknowledgement. I think we just need, so the husbands out there that are listening, I think we just need to be acknowledged of the stuff that we do do that, we just happen to have that we that we end up doing because we know that yes we do it better and we do make the calls and we do do the stuff for the kids but I think the acknowledgement would go a really long way and would make us feel appreciated because I think sometimes we can feel underappreciated for sure for sure and I think my question to that is at what point because I agree with you I think I think both parties should be able to acknowledge each other maybe a little bit more often. I mean, we, we do a great job though. No, we do. Because you Even, empty the dishwasher, I'll be like, thanks babe. And, yeah, or go you know, to the grocery store, like little things like that. Yeah. We do do a really good job, but we, we even have our moments. I can, I, I'm sure couples have more of these moments or a lot of these moments as well is you, you kind of delegate responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The mom, she just takes care of this. The dad takes care of this. And you guys just are in understanding that. Totally. And but it just kind of sometimes. Totally. It, and we it, also, wouldn't you want to be appreciated? Like, I'm going to totally thank you for taking care of the grass and picking up the poop, even though that is your job. Yes. But sometimes I'm in my mind, I'm not doing it for the acknowledgement. I'm just doing it because it needs to be done. Right. But doesn't it feel nice to be acknowledged? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's just the point. I know you're not doing it to get acknowledged. I know that I don't fold the clothes to get acknowledged. It's just it's just nice to be acknowledged. It's nice to feel appreciated. Right. But we're not doing it. I don't fold the kids laundry to get a freaking high five or pat in the back from you. I do it because I'm their mom and I like organizing their clothes. I like to do it. That's just what you do. If not, <laughs> right. I don't know and where I think, you put I think her. Maybe, I think maybe 
<laughs> this may be a generalization, but just maybe men in general, um, not take for granted, but understand the delegation of responsibilities where it's just like, all right, she's kind of just unspokenly taking up that role. And so she just does that. And then I just do whatever this is. And that's the way it is where maybe we just take it for granted and we don't acknowledge it. I just, yeah. And I, and totally. And also speaking to that is because we have so many things that we are doing and so many things on our plate and in our brain, all the moving pieces, because I know you guys can only do one thing mm-hmm. at one time. So for us, like we're thinking of everything and doing everything that it's so overwhelming at the end of the day. So that's why it would be nice to feel more appreciated because we were doing all those things, thinking all those things, maneuvering all the pieces, going from A to B to, you know, to Z. So it just would be nice to just be like, hey, team player, high five. For if, sure. Even if it's a freaking pat in the ass. For sure. <laughs> what's hard sometimes, though, is as just in my experience, what's hard is like you do all these things because you just take it on yourself. There's no discussion. It's not like me, me saying I'm not going to do those. You just take it on yourself and do it. And then sometimes if you express like, hey, I would just really appreciate if you appreciated what I do. And then sometimes my thought is, well, I thought you were just taking care of business. Like I didn't like I thought you're just we are. But that's the same point. Isn't it still nice to be appreciated? No, I am. I'm saying that. I'm just saying like maybe speaking from a guy's mindset is just like, well, you took it on yourself to do it. So I figured you're just taking care of it. Mm-hmm. Mark, do you guys have any of these discussions? Oh like yeah, a lot of lot, a lot of stuff has come <laughs> up like, in this. But oh. like, <laughs> like for example, like like when I empty the dishwasher, my wife doesn't thank me, and I'm I'm kind of oh, glad really? she doesn't because I feel like that's basic human decency. Like she doesn't need to right. thank me for right, right. literally the least I could do. You but know isn't what I'm it saying? Nice to be thanked though. It is, like, but then do I thank her for every little thing she does? No, around but the just house? like not. You don't have to thank. Like, I don't thank him every time he empties it. But if I notice, I'm like, oh hey, thanks, babe, again for. Unloading the dishwasher and like reloading it. I know there's a lot today. Yeah, but then I I might read into that. I'd be like, is she saying I don't? Is she thanking me because I never <laughs> right. do anything? God. Is that why she's thanking right. me? Maybe I should. Maybe I need to do more. Maybe there's a problem here. You know, yeah. it's that sort of thing. Oh wow. Well, it's, what's funny when Jana and I do do that and we thank each other for those daily things that just need to be done, we are very unaccepting of the thank you. <laughs> We're like, no, of course, like it just has to be done. Like, right. yeah, of course, right. But yet it still hits you to validate you enough, like internally, but on the exterior we don't really accept it so it's really it's a, it's a really weird mm-hmm. kind of dynamic it's like hey thanks for making the bed oh yeah of course like why wouldn't i right but yet we still kind of want that do you and feel it, like you appreciate your wife i do and i and i hope that she uh, knows that mm-hmm. but but some of the stuff that i don't acknowledge probably as much as i should is the stuff that uh, mike kind of mentioned before that she does be- for her she runs the vacuum every single night <laughs> for her I'll do it if she's like she's out at Bunko. She plays Bunko with her friends. What is Bunko? I'll do it those nights. Bunko's a dice game. You play with a bunch of people, and she has a really good time. And they drink a lot of wine. My grandma plays Bunko. It's a, it is. It's and she, she is sensitive about that. It is an older person's <laughs> thing. But anyway, Sorry, we play cribbage. So <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh wow, that's even older than I Bunko. Know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll do it those nights, and and she doesn't use the thing. I mean, that's fine. But but stuff like that, she's doing it for her. I would never notice if that vacuum didn't happen. Our kids would never notice. Right now, you know, what she's doing as we speak. She's painting um, the scuff marks along the uh, baseboards oh, of wow. the wall because every year when the kids are about to get out of school, she likes to do that because she teaches at their school at PE. Right. She's okay. done with PE for the year. The kids aren't yet, so there's like a gap here mm-hmm. for her to get stuff done around the house. She's painting the baseboards and scuff marks on all the white paint around the inside of the house. Wow. Oh. I would never notice that. It drives her crazy, those scuff marks. I never see them. The kids never notice them. But I should probably acknowledge that more even though... I don't really care if that happens or not. Right. You know? Right, right, right. 
But Makes all day today she's painting, which is a drag. That's not how she wants to spend her day, but she's choosing to do it. Are you going to go home and thank her now? I am going to go home and thank her now. Be like, you oh, know what? Yay! I know I would never acknowledge this, but I really appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Even though it's not important to you. It's not. But it's important to her. <laughs> right. right. But, right. And it's also, it's your house. Like, you're, she's making it look nice. She is. Definitely. You know? Yes. And that you should appreciate that. You yes. should appreciate that she appreciates y'all's house. Yeah. That's true. And be appreciated. Okay. <laughs> so is that our challenge to people maybe today? Is yeah. Find that mundane thing that- That might not be important to you. Might not be important to you that your partner does. Yeah. Just be like, you know what? Thank you for whatever. What are you going to thank your wife for, Easton? Oh, God. <laughs> Everything. Uh, <laughs> you know, something I wanted to say really quick. Uh, I find I don't do a lot around the house because uh, I'm at work a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. That's not an excuse. But uh, Allison does everything. And I find that when I notice something that needs to be done that she hasn't asked me to do and I do it, then I'm like, wait, I'm like waiting for her to notice. It's very oh. hard for me to keep that a secret. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. the other, our, our, we have a tree in front of our house and it's been shedding a lot because of the winds and everything. And, uh, I broke out the, uh, broke out the blower and nice. so got all that stuff out of there. And she came home and I was like, wow, these stairs look really nice, huh? She's like, Gardner did a really good job. Oh. I'm like, I just want to say that that was, uh, that was me. <laughs> that was yours truly. And she said, thank you. She's very appreciative. Um, but, uh, uh, she, she, our house looks amazing and it's all because of her. Cause I don't, I don't notice the scuffed baseboards. Mm-hmm. I don't notice, um, the 20 different shades of white we had to pick out for our bedroom recently. <laughs> oh my God. Things like it that. It kind of drives my wife crazy that I don't notice any yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Me too. For, I don't notice anything. For real. And, and she, she always says like, I know you don't notice the stuff and you don't care, but it, it matters to me and you should care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I say I'm colorblind. <laughs> I can't, I can't, Are you but really? I really am. That's oh, a, wow. that, that's a real excuse. Oh. Um. But uh. But no. But she. You know. You should care. Should uh. Should help out. Right. Anyway, I love you, Allison. I hope you're listening. Aww. <laughs> so you know, it, in, in the big picture of this too, it kind of comes back to the classic example is maybe there's a stay-at-home mom or or stay-at-home dad, mm-hmm. and the other one is working, mm-hmm. and the one who's working gets home. And the one who was at home was like, all right, take the kids. And their whole thing is like, well, I've been working all day. You know, and it's it's kind of that whole thing of appreciating what the other one does and and being able to find that limbo of giving each other the space when they get home or, or whatever it is. But it's that's always going to be an issue. It's always going to be, you know, a topic of discussion that's yeah. hard. Easton, I'm curious. Can you what colors are those? <laughs> You're le- so mean. I'm just curious. This is fascinating. Mark is holding uh, up a packet of highlighters. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Easton, you read them out, and I'm going to tell you the actual color. From left like, to right. <laughs> left to right. Left well, to right. Okay. Pink. Pink. Green. Green. Orange. Orange. Yellow. Yellow. Blue. You're you are uh, Hey. Uh, <laughs> here's what happens, though. Is it all different shades of gray? And you it's, just know yeah, by now. No. I, I. I. I've seen that packet of pens before. No. Uh, <laughs> the problem is like. What uh, color is this? B- that's red. Red. You are not colorblind. Hey, well, let's hold up a picture of orange and red and try to get me to spot those two. Oh, is that right? Blue and purple. Or uh, more contemporary, falling snow and shoelace. <laughs> or uh, wind sail and... <laughs> and uh, white summit. Yes, exactly. No, um, I have a problem uh, differentiating. They, uh, I, Like, my eyes see very base levels. Mm. So, um, like, uh, yeah, we, there's a lot of, like... Oh, I like that. I like that purple shirt. And, and Allison say, oh, that's fuchsia. You know, like, like that kind of. <laughs> but I mean, well, a lot of people guy. think, yeah, yeah no, no, like no, every but, guy would say that's purple. No, no, it, 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 it gets bad. Um, I'll find an example. Yeah, I need a better example. Yeah. That's a you little... can tell a red light from a green light. I know. The, well, that's because red's on the top. <laughs> green, <laughs> green's on the bottom and yellow's in the middle. Interesting. 
Uh, we have two cats and a gnat today. I know. I'm super excited. So we have cat and gnat. They are basically mom millionaires now. They just created their own following and everything. Yeah. Mommy, mommy world. So I've been following them for a while on Instagram. So I had to have them on. And then my girl, Kat Sadler, who I love. Um, we've become really close. So two cats and a gnat. It's going to be a great show. Some awesome, inspiring women. So stay tuned. Let's do it. Do you want to own iconic luxury items at unreal values? Yes. <laughs> well, then go to The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers. Designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off of retail prices. Honestly, TheRealReal.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes. Yeah, I saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents. Jana was going on there for... Uh, yeah, I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store, online, or the app, get 20% off select items with promo code real that's the real real.com promo code real for 20% off select items okay have you ever dreamed of being a character on Grey's Anatomy or I don't know let's say a contestant on The Bachelor well there is an app that lets you do all that and more it's called choices it's these amazing stories but you are actually in the story and actually make choices along the way so for example one story is called open heart okay you get to live with your friends in your first year of residency you can focus on romance medicine or both and it's so fun either way and there's a story called america's most eligible where you try to build relationships with the other contestants and try to land the man of your dreams and those are just two there's a bunch okay there's royal romance which is like the princess diaries love that one uh, there's a story called Baby Bump, one called The Royal Masquerade. It's free and you are in control. Plus, there are super cute outfits that are totally customizable. Hot love interest. Sorry, babe. Lots of romance. It's kind of the perfect app for wind down listeners. Be sure to check it out in the App Store and search for choices. Stories, you play. So we are so excited because we have the fabulous Cat and Nat on the phone. Hey guys! Hey ladies! Yeah! I am so pumped. Jump right into it. It's so fun. I am so excited to talk to you girls. Like you have no idea. Jan has been counting down till we finally get you guys on here. Oh, the feeling is mutual. Well, I just have to say, so I. I found you guys on Instagram because I, I I go through my comments and I saw you guys and then I started stalking you on Instagram and I just love everything that you two represent, what you talk about, how authentic you guys are, how you're just ruling the mom space, and it's just been I, I don't know I'm just I'm I'm a I'm a total fan I really am. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I wish our kids would say the same thing, but you know what? Maybe one day we'll get there. Maybe when they're 25, they'll appreciate us. Are you know, parents ever cool in their kids' eyes? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I think my mom's pretty cool now. Right. But here's the thing, though, that I think is really interesting is even when, like, I love my mom. Mom, I love you. I know you listen to this podcast. Like, you're the best. But here's the thing. Even at my age, I'm, so I'm 35 years old, I still get annoyed with my mom. I still, like, I'm so excited to see her. And then within five minutes, I'm like, Ugh, she's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think it's because when you're so close to them, I feel the same way. It's like, you're sort of, you're just like, oh, I love you, but can you just move away a little? Do you know what I mean? It's like, they want to help you, but they're overstepping. It's so funny. It's this relationship we have with our moms. We need them, but we want them a little bit away. You know what yeah, I'm Yeah, no, I'm so desperate for my mom because I have four kids and she lives down the street. 
Like, oh, I wow. need her so badly. Like, I probably have four kids because of her. Like, if I didn't have her, I probably would have had less. But I knew that I had her around. <laughs> so, I, you know, I would have had more and more. It's not about, it's not about my husband. It's about having my mom's help. Yeah, it's just so such a her. it's just such a funny dynamic because every time like our parents come in town, we're like, okay, like we have to pep talk each other up and be like, now be, be nice, be patient, be patient, okay. be nice, like say like don't get short tempered. And within ten minutes, one of us is in the room going like, they're so annoying. And then like, <laughs> but then when they leave, it's like, oh. That I was really I, nice. That was really nice. I, and I then I wish I was nicer too. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so then it makes me like sad for you know our kids. I'm like, oh man, that's gonna be like us. And she, my daughter, our daughter. I mean, she's she learned the f word yesterday. What? Oh, guys. Congratulations. No, 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 no. No, time out. It's not the f word you guys are thinking. Oh. Uh, Which I wanted it to be the. F-U-C-K word, but really? this, yeah, yeah, because what she did to me, I said, honey, can you please pass me, um, like the, the diaper for Jace? And she goes, no. And I said, Jolie Ray, mommy asked you to please pass that. And she goes, fine. Oh. And I was like, where did you learn that? <laughs> yeah. Fine. And the way they say it was such like, and they give you those laser eyes. Fine. Yeah. Oh, I was just like, Ugh. oh, and so it begins. But you guys, I mean, you guys just like you own kind of the humility in motherhood and it's just so refreshing. So what was it like, how did you guys, have you guys been best friends for a long time? Like what, what, what was the start of y'all's journey? We actually were, were, uh, friends ish in high school. We traveled in the same circle. (laughs) Yeah. I mean like we, we traveled in the same circle. It wasn't like we were inseparable or, um, what we are today. And then motherhood is the thing that Facebook and motherhood was the thing that brought us back together. We were the first of all of our friends to have kids. They were all still going for dinner at like 9 PM. And (laughs) we were all like nine. Are you crazy? No way. And, uh, we decided that uh, she was like, come over. She had a baby nine months older than me. I had just had one, and I, I literally went over, and I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And she's like, no, it's not, but we can do this together. <laughs> it's just it's really hard in the beginning, and I think that both of us underestimate it when it's all you want for your whole entire life, yeah. and then it happens, and you thought you would know it all, and it would be um, instinct, mother's instinct, and intuition would kick in. Where the, is that in life most days? You don't have it. And we just we found each other and literally never let go. I love that. And then whose idea was it to write the um, the, the mom truths? Uh, it it really was like I mean, it was just a conversation that was happening between the. Wait, do you mean the book or our our our, our mom truth videos? So the did the YouTube come first or the did the book come first? Oh, we've been doing mom truth videos for about seven years. Okay. And we eventually wrote the book based on these, you know, these truths that we were having. And they, they were, they were inspired by conversations the two of us would have every single morning in the car. We'd grab, drop the kids off, grab our coffee, and we'd sit, we'd talk about what has happened between the, when we said goodbye to each other when we went to bed that night and in the morning. Everything from relationships to kids to meltdowns to like all the expectations we have and that are put onto us. It's so crazy how much can go sideways, like so fast. You know, as parents, you think, that it's just an average morning. It's never just an average morning. Never. Um, <laughs> never. It's so crazy. 
And uh, so we just, we, we took, we started Mom Truth, like Matt said, like uh, seven years ago, and everything is just, our whole brand stems from really honest conversations that not a lot of people have. So we, everyone's like, gosh, is it hard? Like, how do you decide what to share? I'm like, I mean, we don't think about it. We just share. Like, there's not, there's not a lot of thought in what we do other than being like, um, overshare and being yourself and just speaking on yeah yeah, it's not hard to make that stuff up when it's you live it every day right yeah oh so true it's like when people say be authentic and we're like what does that mean like we're just we don't have time to think about what we're going to say there's no edits like we are filter free and i don't know if it's a curse or a blessing but like we just for our poor husbands when we put it all out there but it's uh we just we just we just say it we just, we can't keep our mouth shut. And so we just got to talk about it. And the more we talked about it, the more people were saying, oh my gosh, like, thank you. This is, I thought I was the only one, but that's what we thought before we started talking to each other. We thought the crazy thoughts and the experiences we were, we were having were unique to ourselves. But then we realized it's a, it's just a parenthood thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually a life thing. I think a lot of people, if you guys, I feel like we're, we just keep talking. I don't want to, it's so hard. We can't see I you. I We don't know how to stop talking. I know. Right we, should stop, we should stop. So they can talk. No, no we love it. This, this is about you guys. This is awesome. And I, and I was going to ask, what, what, once you guys started doing the videos, what kind of started to, to build like the motivation even behind everything else that you're doing with the podcast and the book? Was it... Did you guys just start getting that validity from comments behind your videos? And you're like, wait, maybe we can turn this into even more. Uh, this, I don't know who's going to like this answer, but I'm going to say it. We started off as a community group within um, our neighborhood. Just get, a lot of women have this plan to get together and then everyone cancels, right? Everyone bails because when moms are flaky, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm flaky. We're flaky people yeah. on a Monday. You're like, I can't wait to go out on Friday. Come Friday afternoon. You're like, I would rather do anything than put on a pair of jeans. You know what <laughs> I mean? That sounds like, familiar, so- honey. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my kids apparently get fevers all the time because I never feel like going out. You know, right. they don't really, but that's my—they're my excuse. Um, yep. So we we started we started to charge tickets, just a small fee, so it held women accountable. And then women would come out, and it was like without children and with wine, and this connection that they made. It's like. There's this thing that women go out and you're like, not supposed to talk about your kids. You're not supposed to talk about anything other than like, like life, like real, real grown up topics. But secretly you're sitting there wondering if what your kid's doing is normal because you can't talk about it at work. You can't really talk about it anywhere. And so when you bring a safe place for women to like, like bring it out and, and share experiences and conversations and learn from each other and like what was happening was, was so magical really that's the word to say it and women just would email us the next day and it was you know maybe like 30 women they'd be like i just thank you for that and connections were being made and mm-hmm. and everyone's like will you come to our city and we just saw this need for women to have permission to connect and to talk about you know uh things that were going on in their life and um our husbands were the ones who were like girls Mm-hmm. money coming in and you're taking a lot of time to do these things and we were stay-at-home moms so mm-hmm. we had to make it into a business because we were taking time from our our families and from our husbands and from our children and having to get child care and so well now you guys are mom stuff. millionaires so now they're like thank you ladies <laughs> yeah yeah and slowly they're thanking us right. uh, but no it, it definitely became some a push from them that they were they really were like we're the dollars and we're like got it and they were not to say they weren't supportive but it would that that our mission didn't necessarily connect with them to understanding you know the, the, what it meant to us for sure our passion didn't translate for them you know what i mean <laughs> until they saw the There's proof in the pudding passion. 
only one passion they like, and it's not a passion that you do in the community. Right. Or two passions they like. <laughs> do you guys have, with how open and, like you said, authentic you guys you guys are, do you have any boundaries around what you talk about, whether it's details about your personal life or your kids? Is there anything that you guys are kind of like, okay, we just we go only so deep on certain things? mother-in-laws we kind of avoid that ah, that's that's good that's yeah. a good one that's a good one yeah we got to stay safe there and other than that i mean i don't know if there's like specific uh boundaries that we put in place but the two of us you know we, we just say what's on our mind i, I don't i don't I, we don't think much about uh we know what feels right i think that when you right. when you're not trying to when you're not trying uh, you know your boundaries pretty well. well. Like when you know yourself, you know what feels right. Kind of yeah. coming off that question, what's been the hardest thing you guys have ever had to talk about? Honestly, nothing. I mean, we really, like nothing that's I, involving I, your kids, or like that's been like you know challenging at all. No, we're really. I think that when you take out um, the stigmas, like you know, we're open about um, our kids. Some of our kids are. <laughs> Ironically, we have a lot of kids, so we go through a lot of things, but some of our kids are going through um, testing for learning disabilities, and, like, um, we've had challenges, uh, other challenges, like with speech therapy, and, like, you know, we uh, anxiety, we, we take out what is, um, we share the experience and, like, the empowerment of it rather than, like, uh, there's a whole chapter in our book about uh, my daughter who, like, didn't talk to the teacher in grade uh, JKSK, like, for a long time just because she was just, she was anxious and she just didn't feel comfortable. And just the story of me kind of, like, how I, I handled it and, and our belief um, helped a lot of people just understand that sometimes kids grow at their own, their own, their own way. They grow in their own way and, mm-hmm. like, you have to kind of listen to yourself and, and what's working and what's not working. And I, I don't think we, we never belittle people. We never make fun of people. We never mock our children. I mean, they can be jerks, but that's, that's universal. That's I'm not sure a, they call us jerks, too. Yeah, like, uh, the kids are jerks universally at times. doesn't mean they're total jerks, but there are moments when kids go through things and that's, that, that we're not, we're not saying they're bad. We're saying our experience of like what it's like to be a woman and a mother and these feelings. And mm-hmm. I think the line is when you're, when you're sharing an experience to help someone rather than sharing an experience to, to make fun of someone or to sure. uh, make them, to belittle them. And I just, in our core, uh, listen, the women are, women carry a, a big load on their backs and, you know, we're on, we go on tour like you guys and we meet, we meet, we have met so many women and their stories are like mind blowing what women actually carry on their back. It is, mm-hmm. it is insane what they, what they do every single day. I mean, it's cute that you said like you, like we go on tour, we did three mini tours <laughs> and there were nowhere near your 2000 sellout show. Yeah, so before we, Jan, we... before Jan and I did that, she was showing me y'all's Instagram and showing me like, Look at what they get. Like, I want to get, like, set you guys as a standard of, like, this is where we want to get with, with but it what also, we're doing. like, super depressed me, though, too. I was just like, we could, like, and we, I'd say, I was like, sold, like even Cat and Nat had to start somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we, we started in a neighborhood, in a, in a restaurant, and that's not a lie. 20 women. And then when we started live streaming, we, uh, we were so excited to live stream, and, and we had, like, 30 people watching um, from all over the world. And we just kept doing it because we love to do it. Right. And honestly, the first time we did a show, it was a smaller show. We planned it all ourselves. It was such, it was such a big, 
it was such a big deal to do the first one. And um, once once we did that and when we, we grew from there, but it was like we were just so excited to, to do something. We were able to be able to meet these people that we've been talking to online for all these years and to be able to create an experience where women can come and just have a great night and, 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 and just feel like, Feel like they're right in the right space and they're doing the right thing. And and listen, it, it it you should be so proud of yourself to even get one person out to like who believes in you to buy a ticket to come. Like it is so mind blowing to us still that you know we've been doing this for this is our for our like we're going on our second year and our we had that like we we hustled hard for that mm-hmm. first year. And people just don't know what the show's about, right? So mm-hmm. you're kind of teaching them and they're growing with you because it's money and it's time and it's organization and you mm-hmm. know like it's a lot for people to get out. So the fact that you guys did three is like, holy, that's huge. It's huge. You should be so proud of yourself. Thank you. And I think to to, to your point too, just when you really break it down, you're like, man, someone is willing to pay their hard-earned money to sit there for an hour and a half, two hours to watch you guys or to watch us talk. It it is humbling when you you break it down like that for sure. And that people connect too. I think that's the greatest thing, like the stories and the meet and greets and people like relating to you. I mean, for me personally, it just makes me feel like, Oh, like I'm not alone in this. So from that no, side you're, too. you're, you're not alone. And, and listen, the fact that if someone, I mean, I'm sure you guys get, get the same DMs because people connect with you and you, when you share, mm-hmm. it makes them feel not alone. And when someone's like, you know, what, I, I, you got me through a really hard time. You're just like, that is worth everything. No like question. forget the numbers. When someone's like, yeah. you've gotten me through something like, thank you. You're like, I like, Thank you. You know, like it's, yeah. it's such yeah. an amazing relationship. So, and all yeah, it takes is that one person to say that, and it, that's like yeah, all that you need. Going off of what yeah. we were talking about with kids, and this is something that Jana and I have kind of bounced back and forth to each other on our own. You know, because we're very out there, public as well, and, and and post with our children and talk about our children. But we have those moments where we where we ask ourselves, are we being fair to them? Because they didn't choose to be exposed publicly they didn't choose to be talked about we're kind of choosing that for them and we don't know how to navigate that sometimes on you know whether this is the right thing and where the line is do you guys have you guys ever kind of come across that thought process or at all or yeah, people ask us a lot, and then you know we we have friends who will never. I mean, you you could see people on Instagram. Some people will never show their child's face, right? And they definitely have they they have a clear opinion on that. And um, I think I just we kind of feel like with social media and the way the world is going, these kids are going to be so. This is newer for like our generation, but for our kids, it's going to be so normal to have their faces yeah. on social media and everywhere that I, they're, they're not going to think about it as much as we're thinking about it. And we're also not putting like words in their mouth and we try to keep their stories more generic. So if we're talking about one of the kids, we don't say specifically which one. In fact, in our book where there was a whole story and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to put that, like that one of seven kids uh, named this story just because I don't want her to, you know, be mad at me for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, we're we're listening to them too. You know, if they ever say like, "I don't want to be on that Insta story," "I don't want to be in that picture," then we're, we absolutely do not force anybody to do anything, and we try to keep it generic. And the story really is about the two of us and our journey as women and mothers, and and we happen to be parents as well, and sometimes they're incorporated. But you know, we'll fo- we'll follow their lead, and I guess we'll never know if we f- them up until we find out later. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What do you do? Because, I mean, with the negative comments, especially 
what's frustrating too is we have you know our three and a half year old daughter she does have a speech delay so there has been so many women that have come you know slid in through my dms and some have been rude and some have been you know hey yeah like they would be like your daughter talks like a baby and she's you know just says they just say like people suck people can just be like really mean and i'm like yes i understand that she has a speech delay we're working on it but you don't you know you don't need to be mean about it um but so I'm just curious how if how that has affected you guys any negative comments and what you're doing too about um about your your daughter that has a speech. Oh, uh, well, so he uh, it it actually would ended up not being a speech uh, mm. problem; it ended up being a processing problem. So it was mm. like something totally different, but it was coming out in different ways. Um, what do we do? Honestly, I we don't get them a lot. It's so crazy. I think the biggest one for us that is is probably the most frustrating is when we either dress up to go on stage or when we look like we maybe have it more together and people are like, well, now you're no longer mom. You're not, you're not relatable. You're not a real mom. Yeah. Or when we travel, like it, that's, it's not that that's mean. I'm just kind of like, I mean, what we stand for is exactly what you are just are like taking down from us, you know? And I think that you girls are allowed um, to put on makeup and you're allowed to go on stage. Like you're building. yeah, Yeah. So, and and Shake that's it. definitely more <laughs> frustrating for us, just because I'm like, we're like, come on, guys, come on, let's keep, let's keep this like like let's keep it together. But we, um, I think because we're so um, so honest with ourselves and like kind of out there, uh, I think kind of women know what we get. Like they, it's not not a secret. And I, for some reason, we don't we don't get a lot of hate, and I'm so thankful for that and uh, we don't really get it it's so crazy uh, yeah, I, I, we, there's a couple of little ones that kind of make you laugh because you're like do you right. have the time to write that right yeah. are, you, are you serious what is going on over there once like, i favor uh what like what you like favor one child i'm like actually no the other two just don't want to be on at this current phase so i'm actually honoring them not favoring them and you know we just i just i think at this this crazy stage of life when we're trying to teach our kids like all the movement to be kind and not be bullies and then moms are sitting there on the computers going to town on us i'm like crazy <laughs> oh like well, how are you even so teaching your children twisted. right now but you're, you're doing this like yeah. it's crazy and you guys are out there providing for your children so it's it doesn't really get much more motherly than that <laughs> uh, yeah and you know what your your mom and that like like we always say like we met one woman who was deployed she she had to go be deployed and she didn't see her kids for a few months and she's like you got me through that time because i i am technically a bad mom I'm like no technically you're not a bad mom and i was like you love your kids the exact same as someone who's there 24 hours a day seven yeah. days a week there's no difference on how hard you love your kids and you know we're all teaching them different lessons and your kids don't know any different and they just know that you love them that's all they want so we just try to like you know send that me- that message is our, our always our message we all love differently i mean we all look differently we all parent differently we all live in different religions different cultures but at the end of the day we all love the same literally love our kids the same you're damn Amen. right you're damn <laughs> right so you guys have your yeah. second tour coming up can you tell our listeners some of the cities like where they can find information on that and where you guys are going so you can find everything at CatNet. We're actually switching it. Like, so we're doing a weekend in Vegas. We're doing, like, kind of like a little mini stay, a mini residency for a weekend, but I'm going to call it that. Oh, well, we, yeah, Get it, ladies. Vegas. Heck, it's yeah. like a 
Yeah, it's a weekend away from moms because they we, we, we've heard them and a lot of people were flying to our shows to come and see us and they were making girls trips up out of it. So we were like, you know what, let's just see what happens if we kind of plan a weekend for a bunch of women. So we're doing two shows in Vegas in the fall. And then we hit up all of Florida and we hit up like Michigan and we hit, I think I, there's like cities being released, I believe next week. And they're all, you guys know how, how much work was behind the scenes, right? Oh, it's yeah. not just like, I think a lot of people think you call a venue and you just show up, you no. know, you're like, yeah. here I am. Right. I'm like, Oh gosh. We're, we're so at WME much. too. So we, I think, oh, yeah, they're the sweetest. You guys are the same. Same Z's. Uh, um, so, you know. Okay, so cat, is it just catandnat.com? CA. We're getting calm, but someone owns it and has owned it forever. Yeah, but we're canon. It's the Canadian one, but yeah, catandnat.ca for all tickets, everything to keep up with what we're doing. We're actually going to be doing a virtual event coming up on June 20th. Amazing. So we're doing lots of fun stuff, but everything we made sure we put everything on a website. So, uh, one stop shop to find everything and everywhere at catandnat on social. All right. Awesome. Ladies, thank you so much for gracing us on Wind Down. We really appreciate it. And thanks for just uh, being real with the moms out there. Well, we want to come and see a show, one of your shows. Yeah. So keep going. Um, we're going to come to L.A. soon. Um, we're going to find you when we're in L.A., okay? We're in Nashville now, babe. So y'all can oh, y'all well, can come on this better. way. <laughs> that's kind of even better. Even okay, perfect. Better. <laughs> All right, ladies. See you soon. Thank you, ladies. Bye. 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 Have you guys actually heard about the new show? Have you heard about this? It's called Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, I heard it's unreal. It's an eight-episode limited series only on Hulu, based on the 2017 best-selling novel by Celeste Ng, starring and executive produced by Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon and Golden Globe nominee Kerry Washington. Oh, I actually did see this on Good Morning America because they were promoting it, and I was just mm-hmm. like, I love both of them together. Um, that's exciting, and now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th. New episodes Wednesdays on Hulu. So the series follows the intertwined fates of the picture-perfect Richardson family and an enigmatic mother-daughter duo who move into town and upend their lives with devastating consequences. The series explores the weight of long-held secrets, the ferocious pull of motherhood, and what it means to be a mother, as well as the danger in believing that planning and following the rules can avert disaster. Check out the first three episodes on March 18th and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Own iconic luxury items at unreal value with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home decor. Yeah, and new arrivals, they come in daily, and every item undergoes the real world's very meticulous... Brand-specific authentication process overseen by 100-plus experts, including luxury brand authenticators, gemologists, and horologists. Shop luxury the sustainable way at their newest location in Union Square, San Francisco. You can also go online, download the app, or visit one of the original stores in New York or West Hollywood in LA. Honestly, the realworld.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I I found a few shoes. Yeah, I saw some emails over my birthday for my birthday presents Jan was going on there for. Uh, Yeah, I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store, online, or the app, get 20% off select items with promo code REAL. That's the realworld.com promo code real for 20% off select items. Okay, so we have Kat Sadler hey, in studio. Hey. Hey. hey! hey, girl! How are you? It's nice to see you. Have you, you ever met my husband? The flesh. 
Uh, this is the first time physically Isn't meeting. Isn't that so weird? Because I feel like we've met because I see you on her Instagram. Well, and that, time. and we've talked about him so much too. Like yes. at every, <laughs> it was like you were there. It really was I because was. <laughs> remember when I had that event that I had to go to um, a couple, like I think it was like a month or two ago. We got into probably like our big first fight in a long time. You're welcome. And. Cat was there too, and we were <laughs> great. And we had just the best bitch session, Hus- husband bashing ever. session. It was, it was just really. Were we bashing? I don't think. No, we were like, no, no, bashing. we weren't bashing. We were just both really hurt. Yeah, I think we both felt mm-hmm. hurt in a situation. I felt hurt by you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Kat. Who has been personally victimized by Regina George? <laughs> yeah, oh, we were no, both going through it. No, I mean we were both, you know, because. It's hard sometimes being in relationships, and I think you who know can't relate to that. I know. Show me one person who hasn't been through it. Yeah. Well, it's nice to finally meet you in person. Lovely to meet you too. Pleasure. So nice to meet I'm you. sure hopefully you have seen... a leave with a better impression Wait a this time. We, you wanted the soccer practice that one Saturday. No, you weren't there. Because he wasn't Jolie there. It had was a soccer practice. Yes, my no, he little... wasn't there. Not stepdaughter, but almost kind of sort of. Right. Ava had a yeah. soccer practice. <laughs> We can get into all that, but right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you weren't there. Okay. I wasn't. So I I'm sure you. you've seen Kat on E! and all her other amazing shows that she has done, but now I'm loving what you're doing because you are just really putting out, putting it all out there and you're being authentic and you're, you're doing you. Is Thank that you. scary because Thanks. you're so used to, you know, kind of not having to hide, but you're mm. now able to be so incredibly vulnerable. Mm. Not saying you weren't able to when you, you know, were working on E!, but now you're being able to like be in more introspective. So how is that for you? Ooh, that's such a good place to start because that is so much about everything I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's different for sure because yeah. you know I was, you know, in the journalist seat mm-hmm. with my journalist hat for 20 years. So I was always asking everyone their question, you know, questions and hearing their stories. And I'm just a curious human mm-hmm. uh, by nature. But now so much of what I've been building is my own brand and my own shares. And it just so happens that at the forefront of most of the things I've been doing um, is is my podcast mm-hmm. called Naked. And, and the whole thing is about exactly what you just pointed out, which yeah. is like you made me take off I a share. bra too. Exactly. <laughs> when I did it, yes, that was one of her right. things. Was, and, and why is that again? Well, the whole intention for me personally, you know, I, I'm coming obviously from this very manufactured, very, you know, produced world of television. And I've always loved interviewing people. So I was like, how can I do that in a way that's so very different, that's more meaningful and really raw, gets people to expose themselves so we can have these important conversations that, you know, aren't being had everywhere, especially not on television. So, you mm-hmm. know, the podcast space, you, you let it all hang out. You guys do that all the time. Yeah. So, so the idea with Naked was to bring in a female guest every time we're in my bedroom. You came to my house, my dog's there, you know, it's, just, it's already a very intimate space. And by the way, mm-hmm. it's also a little weird to, you know, to bring people into my bedroom yeah. and know I'm being judged and they're looking at my stuff and you know <laughs> it's a very beautiful room but so. the whole point is you know come on in accept me as I am I have nothing to hide let's mm-hmm. take something off my guest and I take something off um the first couple minutes um, and it could be anything it's just the idea is take off your red lip or take off your wedding ring or take off your shirt I mean you took off your bra I had another guest who took her top off and she's literally boobs out for the whole interview. And the idea is let's just get really uncomfortable so that we can get to the really good stuff. Yeah. That's one way to do it for sure. You can't come to Mike that. because Michael, girls take off your pants. <laughs> girls allowed. 
girls only. And so far, so good. You were amazing. You Thank already you. are. And we she don't is. we haven't even known each other that long, but I instantly was drawn to you because that's how you operate. Like it's not you are the real deal. You don't have time for the fake. <laughs> like we're raising babies. We have, you know, real life in front of us. So you I, I love you for that. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, I had an absolute blast doing it. It's funny because I did text her on the side, though, because when it aired, there was something I said about like a hall pass. And then I had said somebody and then I was like, oh, shoot, can you like actually take that out? Because I don't want people to think that, you know, and if like you heard it. Who did I, you say? Who did you think I said? Charlie? Yeah. Oh, so, but no, but then I, and she's like, no, I think it's like, you know, everyone has that kind of person and. I don't. It's you. It was Eva, Men uh, Eva Mendes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who would be yours? Ooh, good question. It changes <laughs> periodically. It? <laughs> it used to be Ryan Gosling. I mean, he used to be oh. like, ooh, we. Well, the two together, know. you know, y'all's like yeah. people. <laughs> exactly. Double date. Uh, yeah. But it has changed though. Yeah, I guess I just go in waves. Uh, I don't really have one right now. Yeah. Jeez. Is there about me? I don't know. No, it, but like, why, why did you want to start this though? Like, was, is there something in you that felt, I don't know, either lost or mm. that you wanted to kind of, cause I think for me, why I started it was because I was so broken that I wanted this to help like repair something. Yeah. I think repair is a good word. I think um, I want to create a community much mm -hmm. like you're speaking about where women feel really safe. And the thing is, because I already have, you know, the podcast just launched, but I already have done a lot of it. Yours has not aired, by the way. Part of it aired on YouTube. Like yeah. Not that, the whole thing. Yeah. They all just wait because Janet's coming up and it is amazing. But I wanted, I wanted listeners to hear these stories of trauma, perhaps, infidelity, perhaps, mm -hmm. um, toxic relationships, uh, struggles growing up. I've heard so many different, very deep, revealing, raw stories from my guests so far that I think that when people hear that, they feel less alone. Mm -hmm. I think they feel like more connected to um, people like yourself who are super successful and seem like they have it all together. But <laughs> it, it gives people permission to know they don't have to be perfect and there is no such thing as perfect. And I think I feel like we all I know that I do when I listen to shows like this. You know, I grew up watching Oprah, of course, and she was the, you know, the original pioneer of just really having conversations that people weren't having. Mm -hmm. And I think especially today, you again be the exception because your Instagram is so real. But there is so much at the other end of that spectrum where everything is so incredibly manufactured and so fake and so perfect that it's it's it can be really threatening and intimidating and it can make all of us feel like we're not enough mm -hmm. and so this yeah. whole space and community and conversation is meant to be the antithesis of all of that what do you think the effects because that's interesting i feel like that's a hot topic with everything being manufactured out there in social media mm -hmm. like what's the effect on the generations going to be moving forward like you have you know you have two young boys that are in at an impressionable age and you know, with our kids and, and, and so on. Like, what do you think that's going to, how that's going to affect people? Well, I'm no expert, but I listen to a lot of them and I, and I am very concerned about it. You know, I have a 14 year old boy and an 18 year old boy. And so they have, you know, they'd got phones when they were both, I think about 10 or 11 and, right. and social media really started to take off. And it's always been a concern. Like it is an interesting thing with parents who have kids um, that are my age. It, it becomes the headline conversation. It is about social media and it's what is it doing to them? Is it maybe isolating them a lot more? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
you hear um, that kids are more lonely today than they've ever been, yet they're the most connected to all of their friends all day long. Which I mean, they have, but they're getting where, the wrong message, though. Yeah. I think that's where the loneliness comes in, is they're getting the, well, my friend has more followers on here, and this, or, you know, they get more likes on this. So that, like, that can stem from their lonely feeling. Or they yeah. just connect via their phones and right. not actually hang out. Mm-hmm. No real human interactions. Right. And to your point about likes, I mean, that's, there, there are studies now being done on the brains. These, by the way, their brains are obviously still developing. So mm-hmm. to have your your brain still developing and then have all this, like these dopamine hits and the highs of the likes or when are they going to get attention and all of that is creating your identity. It's so unhealthy. It's so, I really do, um, I really feel for these kids a lot. I think it's a very, it's always hard to be a teenager, but I think right. it's especially hard for them right now. Do you monitor the boys' phones in any way? Like, Yes. Um, my Austin is 18 now. So now he's got a car. He's got a job. Right. He's still finishing school. He's kind of pretty much, you know, what's funny is he's, he is on his phone less than my youngest Orion. Um, and I think he just, so he self monitors a little bit more mm-hmm. and they are just different people altogether. So I'm not sure why that is. Um, but I do, and I try and like most parents, I am not perfect because I have great intentions where like one week I'll say, okay, every night at nine, the phone goes in the kitchen. We plug it in the wall. It's not in your room. You don't sleep with it. It doesn't end up in your bed. And I do that for like five days and then I forget, you know, and then two weeks goes by and then I'm like, oh God, he's got his phone again, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it takes a lot of discipline, not just on the kids part, but you as a parent, you Mm -hmm. know, it's a lot to enforce when you're still, you know, you're working full time. Interesting. I like that one though. Yeah. I really do. It's going to be interesting how parents navigate boundaries with the phones especially obviously people talk about screen time right that's mm-hmm. like a big thing that every, every par- parent says but like how to to work those boundaries so you're not creating a a resentful uh, rebellious right. child right. but also you know creating trust and, and respect it's 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 hard it's gonna be hard to navigate it's well, funny. I mean, I feel like you got to find the thing. So it's like for us, it's like no phones at the table. We don't have our phones at the table. Yeah. So I, I don't even want like toys, no phones or nothing because I want to be able to connect. So maybe if it's another part of the day too, from like seven to nine or I don't know, something where it's like, hey, like let's all hang out as a family. But again, life gets busy. Yeah, but you yeah. just said it. They mirror us, right? Yeah. So if you have your phone at the table, of course they're going to want their phone at the table. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I, I have to put on myself. My whole work life is on this device it goes everywhere it's all the time it's 24 7 and so i have to really remember that they are mirroring me so you know that again falls falls on i like the i like the bedtime like no phones at bedtime Mm -hmm. where they can't sleep with it i know my parents i have a brother that's 18 so the same age as austin and i know my parents you know he had the same thing he had a phone starting like sixth grade and it just blew my mind but that's just how society has changed and but when he was younger, it's like your phone stays downstairs plugged in the kitchen from the time you go to bed till the time you wake and up. When did that end? Once they get a, once they're like driving, have a little bit more independence, I think, and have and kind of keep their own schedule almost. Mm-hmm. I think you have to allow them to be able to access their, you know, their resource to connect and to schedule things. You know, I'm, I'm, it's funny you brought that up because I did speak once with this educator. I don't think she was like really a specialist in technology and the effects on kids. But I remember I was trying to find a way to give Austin consequences for something. This was when he was about 16 and um, he was getting tutored this summer. And I remember actually this was something Kyle, my ex-husband and I, because we very much still co-parent the kids. And we were talking about, well, 
what are we going to do? Just take his phone away. And it was like, take his phone away for the summer. And so I went in there and said, well, yeah, we're, we're taking his phone away for all of July or whatever. And she's like, don't do that. She's like, don't do that. She, she Her advice was, oh, wow. you know, you, there are a million ways that you can come up with, you know, ways to discipline him. But that really is right or wrong very much the way that kids connect with their friends and that's their support network and that's their that's how they connect mm. so um i thought that was interesting very, yeah. maybe it can just be more of like a limited yes yes like a, a limited least police limited yeah Oof. or find <sighs> something else that can be you know nothing as is more impactful than their family <laughs> right like, talk so about the ultimate yeah so fun fact cat co-parents with one of my dear friends She's, uh, her ex-husband, Kyle, is married to our friend, Sarah, and now your friend, Sarah. So you guys are like besties, which is, which is beautiful because I think I've always had a hard time wrapping my head around that kind of relationship. Like I would always, you know, daydream about what would happen if, again, daydream, (laughs) Daydream. (laughs) not have nightmares about, I would sit there and daydream about the days that Mike and I would not be together. But the nightmare (laughs) came in when the nightmare would come in when the other woman came in. But seeing you guys just blossom and how you have such a great relationship now with their daughter, Ava, and how, you know, Kat's been able to, or Sarah's been able to have such a relationship with Austin and Orion. And you guys are just, you've made it work in such a beautiful example. And I'm like, that is what I would hope for and wish for in this daydream of mine. (laughs) (laughs) In this fantasy I have. But I mean, was it hard at first or was it something, I mean, you got to tell me it wasn't easy in the beginning to to, to co-parent. Such a good question. It's well, it's been a long time. So, um, Kyle and I had divorced, and I want to say Austin was about seven, Orion was about three at the time, and it was actually Austin's birthday party. And I was planning the party, and it was happening at my house. Kyle and I had been split up for about a year, I want to say, and he called me to his credit, um, even after divorce. And we were together 12, 13 years, married eight years, we were college sweethearts. So, we even with the dissolve of our marriage, we were really good friends. We weren't like loving one each other too much at that point. There was some resentment, of course, but um, we had two kids involved. And he called me on the way to that party and he said, um, so I've been seeing this girl and I wanted to know if she could come to the party. Oh. And oh. daggers. <laughs> And I, by the way, I'm pretty sure I, Stella was getting her groove back. So I was busy anyway. Uh, I was like going through this whole thing where I'd been with the same guy for 12 years. I was like, oh, I know how to do this. I was worried. I, I might not remember, but I was. Right. So, so there was that. I yeah. wasn't like, I wasn't still crying over. Right, right, you right, know right. what I mean? Like I had already been More moving on. I've been doing the, the work. Yeah. You know, okay. I'd gotten to that point. And he said, you know, can I bring Sarah? And I also was kind of celebrating the fact that, you know, listen, if your kids are going to be going to their father's house and visiting with their dad, I would much rather him have a steady girlfriend that he really liked than some flavor of the week every other week. Right. So I was seeing it as a positive. Mm -hmm. And I love that he asked that he could do that. And anyway, she came that day. And of course, the first few minutes or hour was like, of course, awkward. And me checking her out and looking her up and down, <laughs> hoping she didn't notice. And of course, a couple of my girlfriends are like, oh, Sarah, oh my God. Oh, what's you know, they were like, <laughs> were they like, were they saying like, oh my God, you're so much prettier than her. Because that's like, no, of course, she's like 10 years younger. So typical. Um, anyway, <laughs> so typical. Um, but anyway, I, it was time to we guys are both sing beautiful happy girls, birthday. So. Thank you. 
And I remember like, cause you always need help, right? Like that's just how it goes. There's the cake, there's the people, there's the guests, mm-hmm. there's the ice cream. And it was about to go down and I lit the candles on the cake and I just looked at her and she may have already said, let me know if I can help with anything. Cause Sarah's so cool. So mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Um, but I, I said, I'll cut the cake if you scoop the ice cream. And she came, bellied up to the island in the kitchen and that's where it started. Cause wow. it was so cool. And yeah. so I've always said this cause I am asked about this all the time. I mean, yeah. it takes every adult and it takes every adult being enlightened and mm-hmm. i mean power to kyle because kyle wouldn't have been with anybody who wasn't going to be a part of our modern co-parenting mm-hmm. right future i mean that was we decided from the get-go you know that's how it's going to go we're going to co-parent these kids we're going to be friends we're not going to do to them sorry mom and dad yeah and his you know we had we were the parents of divorce our parents mm-hmm. were in turmoil our entire upbringing we always felt the pain of that which so many people do mm-hmm. it hurts the kids right it yeah. hurts the kids so kyle and i were like that's not going to be mm-hmm. us and then kyle or sarah was on board and that's kind of how the rest is history and don't forget i was married again not anymore and he reese to his credit same as sarah i mean the four of us for a while would go on ski trips together with wow. the kids we would go you know we'd get on airplanes together it was very much people don't believe it but it was that was it where are you now with love oh god <laughs> where am i do you I still have believe so much in love it? in my heart jana i know but you still like i know you are but I are believe. we picking the right people um <laughs> i whoo <laughs> i think that short answer to that is yes um i i I am not. Do you know what you deserve? Yes. Okay. I have this year, 2019 for me, you know, I've been throwing myself into my work. I've been rebuilding, um, you know, my production company. I've been doing so much work related professional stuff, but I've also been very much like personally, I do my hot yoga. I read every day. I read so many, you know, self-help books. Like I've really been doing the work on myself to heal from my last relationship was a very, very difficult one for a couple of years. Is that done? I knew you were going to ask that. Um, I, knew you, yes. <laughs> I, I knew you knew I was going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It I'm is. sorry. It is. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, he needs time. A little time to grow up a little, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes and I okay. think that's, that's the beauty of what comes out of, you know, when it, fails by definition you know and people listen there was a period in recent months where it's like you know the love is still there but that doesn't mean you're supposed to be together that's a huge point right there because it's like no matter how much like if mike like if you didn't do the work like when it came to a a couple years ago i was like i love you so much but like you you have to take care of you and like i like it's that's not good for us to like go through that if you're not going to continue if you're if you can't it takes two. Yeah. It really does. It does. It takes two. It takes work. And by the way, the work's never done. So, never. Like that's for any marriage, right? Like that's for any relationship. Yeah. Um, everything's nice in the beginning, right? So it's it's through those peaks and valleys and everything else. But yes, my heart is very open to love. I'm a lover. I'm not like, I'm not sour on like, you know. Maybe I'll get married again. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll have another baby. I don't know. You know, I'm yes. I'm like I live just very open. So That's I great. think I'm making good decisions right now. I I feel like a lot without giving you the play by play of every day of my life right now. I'm really making choices that I 
feel good about. Well, I mean, with your series and everything you're doing with the YouTube and now your podcast, um, Naked, I feel like you're owning that and you're putting it out in the universe. Like you're, you're actually living it. Like you're mm. living in that good space and it, it shows like whenever I watch your stories and it's just like you, 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 you've always been beautiful, but now you're just radiating mm. like the energy and the positivity. And it's, it's really refreshing to see. Thank and like, it, like I can see that you're happy Thank and that you. you're just embracing like an open heart. So it's really I nice. Am. And you know, again, that goes with just the phases of growth and learning about yourself and for any of your listeners, you know, because We've all been rock bottom on the floor, but mm -hmm. like the stuff does work. Like if you do the work and you make the sacrifices yep. and you don't, there the easy things to do are to slide back in because it feels good. The easy thing is to say yes because it's a quick fix and makes you not feel alone. Like mm -hmm. there's all this stuff that you could do, but then you're right back to where you were. So yeah. take it from me. Like I have this season, the last several months of my life is like, okay, so I've actually been exercising the right choices every day. And those patterns have paid off. Right. I think that's great what you're saying. And I hope that our listeners understand, like you talking about the introspection that it takes to change your life. And so many people, I know I'm guilty of this in my life of just always pointing the finger, right? Thinking that things weren't working out because it was the other person. And maybe I'll, you know, not cheat. Maybe I'll stay with this person if they were more like this or whatever it may be. And then it's not until you start to look at yourself, what can I do different? Right? Can you get to that place? So people need to listen to that. They do. I'm just curious too, because you've read so much. You've, you know, you've, you, like you said, you read all those self help mm -hmm. books and, you know, you've talked to some amazing people. What's the greatest piece of advice that you could leave with us? Mm. Ooh, greatest. Oh, man. Um, probably just to really, and, and this comes from maybe meditating or praying or, or the yoga, whatever your thing is, getting quiet and getting still, I think the answers are always within us. I think the problem is people lie to themselves. And mm. I was very guilty of that. Yeah. The vibrations that you feel and the, you know, notice who you're with and how they make you feel. Notice the choices you make and how that makes you feel. The feelings are your guide. And so they're there for a reason. And I, I don't believe they lie, but we create our own narratives. So we get in our own way yeah. because of what we think we want and or need. And then it all backfires. Mm -hmm. So um, I think what has been very, very useful is to get really in touch with that inner compass, that inner feeling, and then acting on it. It's one yeah. thing to to think about it and say all the right things. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I spew all my cat formations of what to, you know, think about and what to put out in the world. But if you're actually living it, then you see the rewards and you do start to radiate to your point. Like I feel really, really happy right now. Oh, I love it. This is so good. You're just like, I can feel it. Really? Yeah. Thank you. I totally can. Thank you. Where can our listeners Thank find you? you? Oh, let's all group hug. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, Let's get the catwalk.com. Yes, yes, please. I took my shoes um, off. I'm like, I have to take yes, something off. Yes. Um, the catwalk.com for Two sure. Two T's. Please. Yes. And a C. The catwalk. If you like fashion and beauty, you know, I have some features there. I have more interviews with amazing women that you can read on the catwalk, but now you can also link to my podcast naked with cat Sadler and I'm getting these great guests. I mean, I thank you for, you know, you have to start somewhere. I know you guys know cause you built your own, but like 
you know, I started with some great guests like yourself and Olivia Munn. She's my first guest, but Jennifer Lawrence I'm doing next week. Oh so everyone God, can hear amazing. that. She's coming from my bedroom. Very cool. And so That's fantastic. Like, um, I'm just really thrilled. I really want people to listen. So you know how it goes. Subscribe. Read, Subscribe, review, comment, review, and um, love my girl because we're a big Cat Sadler fan um, here at Wind Down. So thank you, Cat. Give it up, y'all. Yeah. Such a fan of you guys. Lots of love to you. Thank you so much. Love you. Did you know that millennials have three times as much student debt as their parents? Well, that's not right. But you can get your student loans right by refinancing your loans with SoFi. It's fast and easy process and all online. It only takes two minutes to check your rate. Refinancing your student loans could save you thousands, which is just crazy to think how many of you could really use SoFi. So SoFi is the leading student loan refinancer in the United States. They have refinanced hundreds of thousands of student loans. It's fast, easy, and all online. So you just check your rate in two minutes and lock in a fixed low rate with one simple monthly payment, which is going to be so nice when Jolie and Jace go to college because I'm definitely going to use SoFi. So it's really easy. When you refinance your student loans with SoFi, you get access to SoFi membership. You even have access to complimentary career coaches to help you get to your next promotion or raise. So again, this is going to be so great when the kids go older, but if you have student loans now, definitely use SoFi. Check your rate in two minutes on SoFi.com slash Jana. That's SoFi, S-O-F-I dot com slash Jana. Again, lock in a fixed low rate today at SoFi.com slash Jana. That's SoFi, S-O-F-I dot com slash Jana. SoFi Lending Corp. CFL number 6054612. I love her. She's just sweet. She's cool. She's That was the first time I met her. I haven't met her oh, yet. Oh, really? Yeah, through all of our connections. We haven't met yet in person. She's the best. She's fantastic. Um, Do we have time for an email or so? Yeah, this one from Caitlin. I'm sorry. Caitlin. You don't have it. We don't have it. <laughs> Caitlin with a C or K. Wait a minute. Let me, see, let, me see, let me do one you have. No, we no? don't have any. No, all right. Caitlin with a K. Oh, it explains everything. I'm just kidding. Here. <laughs> Here you go. It really does, though. Does it? Uh, yeah. My husband and I met in the Marine Corps and got pregnant after four months of dating and then married after 11 months. My husband seeks the attention of other women. Oof. It happened once in the first year of our marriage. It was all verbal, no actions. Fast forward to now, three years later, he's doing it again with multiple women. So I confronted him on it, and he admitted mm-hmm. he is seeking attention because he wants to see if he still got it. Stop. He claims he'll never cheat on me, but talking hurts too. Not to mention I'm pregnant with our second child. He brought up counseling and trying to do whatever it took to make us work, but I'm always wondering who he's talking to on the phone. It feels like a never-ending cycle. I don't know what to do from here. Mike, you go first on this one. Hmm. Again, and we've had an email somewhat similar with the whole um, BS excuse from men about, I didn't get to experience that life. Or I want to see if I still got it. It's such BS. It's so dumb. It's just them trying to justify their behavior that they know is wrong. So what's the... What's the... He gets some kind of hit from that and, you know, I get it for any, for anybody, for any... So do you think he's an addict? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, because you can still get endorphin hits without being an addict. But if he's continuing the addiction of getting the endorphin hit, isn't that a technically I, an addiction? It's not up to me. No. no it's not, not? No, not necessarily because mm-hmm. people can still impulsively or compulsively still want that feeling from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, the addictive aspect is is powerlessness over this, like uncontrollable powerlessness and compulsivity around it. But so we don't know so how. Can frequent- I just say something really fast? No, yeah. actually, I'm going to sidebar that. Go ahead. We'll we'll finish with this email. So I mean, I just think this is clearly something that they need to figure out, and she needs to be stern with him. Like that like, can't happen. This can't. This isn't. It's not okay. This isn't just something that, that is it's just cheating. like. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Whether physical or talking, that is 100 percent cheating. Seeing if you still got that's such. I can't believe you said that. I would, I would be furious if my husband said what? that. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like she needs to be like, "F you." Yeah. What? Why would and you even say pregnant. that to me? Poor girl. That sucks. Mark? They they need to they need to talk to somebody. We all want to think that we still got it. You know, we all it makes anybody want to believe good that at any man, age. But, like, but it's yeah. just if it happens, if somebody says to you that you're handsome or something like that, you're like, hey, great. You know, still got hey, it. Right, still got right, it. Right. That's pretty great. Right. I think that's true, male, female, everybody, right? Yes, right. Yes. Well, you can't go actively seeking it. And but I think no. this is also a common trap that guys fall into when they're early married. They they have trouble breaking some of those single guy habits. Mm-hmm. And I had sure. some of that. Had to break those habits. I was a lot flirtier than I should have been when we were first married. And mm-hmm. I and, and that was a lesson I had to learn. Like, this is right. not acceptable anymore. Right. It's disrespectful. And he needs to learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the fact that he brought up counseling is a great sign. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. means yes. he is open to change. Yeah. And so I think whether you do counseling yes. or if he can kind of get a handle on it on his own, either way, great. But it's good that if he admits that he has a problem and can work on it, that's really great. As long as it wasn't just a blow smoke to maybe for him to buy some more time. I don't know. Right. But yeah, the fact that he, at least hopefully he did it from a good place and he's acknowledging that, okay, this isn't right what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk this out and figure it out. What do you think? No, I agree with you. I just want to sidebar cause you say compulsiveness. Um, it, I don't know why that always like bugs me. Like I get it. But then at the same time, like he's had, he has a choice just like an, you, an addict has a choice to not grab the drink or mm-hmm. to date the girl or to get the, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. to grab the drug. So how is that any different? Like he has a choice to put the phone down and not have that, seek that attention. Mm-hmm. But then you say, well, an addict, like they have, what, what did you say? There's a powerlessness. powerlessness. No, you have, you, like you are in control. Like you have control to grab, to not text or to not, yes. to not Ultimately, do that. Addiction involved or not ultimately everyone is a human being that has the opportunity to make choices yeah when unfortunately when you are an addict you might not have the tools to know how to process that and to make those decisions because you're not a rational mind so maybe he's not a rational mind or maybe he's justifying it because he's just minimizing by saying i just want to see if i still got it that's not okay. I'm not saying it is. No, no, I know you're not. But I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, I'm, not, I'm not going to I'm not yeah, going to yeah, sit yeah. here and say, "Well, oh, he clearly he's an addict." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. I, I get Cause that. Because guys can honestly, guys can or just people can be assholes. Yeah. And maybe he maybe he's just kind of being that way and and not like Mark said to Mark's point, just hasn't really grown up enough regardless of having a second kid on the way. All guys need to grow up at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it takes a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can even imagine nowadays with especially if I don't know how old these people are, but with younger couples, mm. you know, Mark said, you know, you had your issues with that, like being too flirty. Just think about now with everything accessed on your mm-hmm. phone, mm-hmm. like how many p- different people you can be talking to to make sure you still got it. It's right. just the fact that he said that, like I, my jaw would drop That's to the floor. Un- yeah. Like that to me sounds young. Yes. Yes. And for sure. so immature. For sure. And, and maybe just oblivious. Yeah, and disrespectful. Like that's so disrespectful. Like you want to see you're talking to these other women because you want to see if you still 
Like, have it. Don't worry, honey. I, that's all. You I know what? Ugh, that that would. Oh, yeah. that would really. So but Caitlin, we're dumb. Guys why? are so dumb. Like I feel so like I, I, I hate to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, and I'm sorry, but I do feel like he probably had no idea that this was not appropriate to be doing. Like, no, honey, it's fine. I'm just talking. Like talking's fine. I'm not kissing anybody. Say, you know what? Okay, yes. Thank you for bringing up counseling, and y'all should go. Because that's he needs some. He needs a third party to say that's ridiculous. Yes, and also I think what might help is if you establish to him how would you feel yes, if, uh, if yes. I was out there flirting Preach. with all these guys to make sure I'm they still want me, and, and he's going to realize, oh crap, Preach. that would suck. As much as we don't want to promote games in a relationship, that stuff works for men. Mm-hmm. You flip it, turn those it, tables. It absolutely. Because we just we don't think anything's a double edged sword, especially when you're young like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know what's so frustrating is when we do flip it, you guys get pissed. Oh yeah. And it's like, how dare you get mad at us for something that you're doing that I'm not even doing, but just bringing up a hypothetical yeah, we're the question. Worst. We're the worst. <laughs> you guys suck. You're welcome. It's <gasps> a good way to end the show. Guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Where we talk about girls suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Looking our best means taking time for renewal, including skin renewal. But anti-aging retinol can be harsh and irritating. Well, Burt's Bees, my faves, have found nature's gentle yet powerful retinol alternative, Bacuchiol, and has made it the key ingredient in their Burt's Bees Renewal Skincare line, which includes a firming moisturizing cream, refining cleanser, and more, all formulated without parabens, phthalates, SLS, and petrolatum. Go to birdspeace.com slash renewal and take time for renewal today. Have you ever wanted to be a fly on the wall in a therapist's office and get a behind-the-scenes look at what they're really thinking? I'm Lori Gottlieb. I'm a psychotherapist, and I write the Dear Therapist Advice column for The Atlantic. Hey, I'm Guy Winch. I'm a psychologist, and I write the Dear Guy Advice column for TED. And we're the hosts of a new show on the iHeartRadio podcast network called Dear Therapists. Think of it as an advice column in the form of a podcast, except we talk to you. But it doesn't stop there. One of the most frustrating things for us as advice columnists is that no one gets to hear what happened and how things turned out. But on our show, you will. We ask listeners to test drive our advice and come back on to give us an update. So if you'd like to talk with us about a problem, big or small, send us an email at advice at iheartmedia.com. We can't wait to get you on our couch. Guy, they'll be calling in. Yeah, but they could be sitting on a couch. <laughs> 